Hurricane Ian caused havoc and trouble for many here in Southwest Florida. But imagine being flushed from your home and swimming for your life as Ian passed through. We'll hear about that and a whole lot more on today's episode of Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, the podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, your host for the Here at Home podcast, and this is our final episode of season three. And joining me on this final episode of season three are Alex and Vicki Swales. So glad to have both of you. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, what's really awesome is I had a chance to hear a little bit about your story. Actually, I had heard about your story early on, kind of in a secondhand roundabout way. But because we were recording some other video for another event, I had a chance to actually hear the two of you sharing really just a little snippet, to be honest with you. We, we didn't give you a long time. It was a, somewhat of an abbreviated. But in hearing you share your story of what you went through with Hurricane Ian, it made me think, oh, man. In fact, both me and uh, Christian, our producer of this podcast, thought that you guys would be awesome to be on an episode of Here at Home podcast because, you know, it's you're part of the church family here and uh, your story overlaps with other folks here in our church. And just it was so encouraging to me in that moment, walking out of the room several weeks ago, hearing that thought, I can't wait to be able to sit down at the table and really dive in a little bit with them and uh, and hear hear your story. So tell us a little bit about let's get to know Alex and Vicki a little bit more before we dive into your story so you guys have how long have you been coming to mcgregor oh for some years now i i think i i started in 19 in the 80 1980 something was it here at this campus or yes okay mm-hmm. so it was after 83 then because yeah. they moved here in december of 83 and your your wife passed away and yes uh second wife passed away with uh, colon cancer and mm. uh, a few years later i married vicky okay and so how long have y'all been married now 29 years. 29 years. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, where are you from originally, Vicki? I'm from Ohio. Ohio. What part of Ohio? Portsmouth. Down Portsmouth. On the yeah. River on the bottom part of Ohio. Yeah. What about you, Alex? I was born and raised in Wachula, Florida. Really? Yes. Up in the Panhandle? No, no, just, just north of Arcadia, about twenty. Oh, okay. What am, oh, I'm thinking of another Wachula. Okay. Wachula, you're thinking of the spring. Yeah, maybe that's it. This yeah. is Wachula, W-A-U-C-H-U-L-A. Yes. Yeah. Well, neat. Well, how how did how did you end up here in Fort Myers? Uh, FPL, Florida Power Line okay. Company. All right. Started out in Arcadia. And after a few years uh, over in Fort Lauderdale, actually nine years in Fort Lauderdale, uh, bid had to bid jobs. I bid back to uh, Fort Myers and been here ever since. All right. Where did y'all meet? Right here at church. Right here at church. Yeah. yeah. Alex was teaching a singles class, and I was single at the time, and uh, mm, that's how we met. Started dating the teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do love. I, there's quite a few folks that I I know that have met here at McGregor, and can't think of a better place to, to come meet. together and exactly. meet. Is, uh, 
here at McGregor or any church really, you know, with that commonality of wanting to, to grow in your faith and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finding someone else that has the same desire. So that's pretty cool. So you were a teacher. Teaching yes, that. for a few years under Banks Coral, yes. if you remember him. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, but after my wife died, I didn't think I should be there anymore at that time. Hmm. Well, I let off the podcast with a little bit of a teaser about uh, something that I, I, I don't think anybody would ever want to have to go through. <laughs> Uh, and when you think about Hurricane Ian, how many people it impacted in one way or the other here in our region. I mean, it just was so devastating. And we still have people that are not able to get back into their homes. Uh, we're recording this. Uh, you know, we're coming up on the one year. It's, you know, it's not going to be that just a few months, you know, th- few months away. And when this comes out, it'll be very close to you know, that one year anniversary of, of Hurricane Ian and the impact. But your story caught me and my attention because of what you personally <laughs> went through, not to mention what you lost, obviously, but uh, we're gonna get to that in a minute, but let's, let's kind of set the day up. And, uh, you know, it was September 28th that Ian hit, but as it's out there and we're learning that it's coming, you know, toward us, what are your thoughts, you know, maybe that morning early as you get up, what are, what are, what are Alex and Vicki doing that morning? Well, I started out continuing to roll up rugs because uh, we have a garage that's ground level. The house is 16 inches higher. Water has gotten over the years with the five hurricanes into the garage, but never in the house. So I was still thinking, you know, I put things about 18 inches high in the chairs and stuff. And and so I had gone to the, the night before, I'd put up the uh, aluminum panels you know, across all the windows. Hurricane the, shutters. Hurricane panels, shutters yeah. in the back, you know, for river viewing. So uh, I didn't know how high I went to go in the garage for something and still rolling up another rug. And I looked in and it was almost full of water. So I said to Vicky, we gotta go, let's get out of here. So that's pretty early in, yeah. in the whole, whole thing. Now, where do y'all live? Are y'all close to the, to the river? We live on the backside of the river, not the river proper, but uh, we see the dinner train coming by on the railroad track each, okay. each uh, time they come. It's like an by. inlet off, okay. of, off of the river. Okay. The back of the house was on on the river, and the front of the house was on a canal. Okay, so and you got water on both sides. Both sides, okay. And in prior hurricanes, we'd lived there for 20 years, mm-hmm. and um, they would always say, "Oh, we're getting a surge," and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. of 15 feet, 18 feet, and our our um, dimension at that point was only three feet off the water. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we had never had water in the house. Yeah. And uh, we were going to go and stay with my stepmother. And, uh, but I had been sick since Sunday. So I was in bed. And when he came in and said, we have to leave, I got up and it was already over my knees and of water inside in the, the house. In the house. Yes. Wow. So you guys are like a lot of people that had heard, you know, back with Irma, we were gonna have this big storm surge and it, it did not happen. So you're thinking, you know. We're fine. We're fine, yeah, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> but you saw the water coming in and by that time you got to the Vicky, it's already coming way in the house. Yeah. And this well, is- What's 
started the influx of so much water so quickly as something hit the panels, because you know, we couldn't see because of the aluminum panels, and it flexed in and hit one of the windows, and as soon as it hit the window, the whole back wall began to fall down. Oh, my goodness. And it did indeed all fall down, and then furniture moved around like an agitator. Starts floating and... Yes, and the refrigerators move around. It was it was moving like a, inside of a washing machine, just Just around. everything in your house is just swirling around. It tore all, the, all of the um, cabinets yeah. off the walls. It went through the walls. So from the front of the house, you can see the river, and from the back of the house, you can see the canal. There's nothing inside the house that stayed. All of the walls came down. And when he came to get me, we got we actually got to the front door, but because the water was rushing in behind us, we couldn't open the door that opened inside. Both of us trying to open the door. Yeah, and but, so you're thinking everything is sloshing around, the walls are coming down, you're probably thinking the roof's about to come down on top of us if we don't get out, so that's why you're at the front door trying to get out, but mm -hmm. you can't open the front door. That's right, the door, the front door opens in. So we were struggling to get it open and we couldn't, and now the water's about up to chest. You know, oh my it, goodness. And it's coming up quickly. And so all of a sudden, the door didn't open all, but it opened enough that we got through and it stayed open until both of us got out, then it slammed shut. Wow. We believe that was God yeah. getting Just us out of the getting house. Getting you out of that, yes. Then we were, we were whooshed over to the um, pepper trees across the road from us. What do you mean by whisked? The, the water, water just, just rushed you. Pushed yeah. us over. Like you had no choice. No. <laughs> right. You couldn't swim against it. So you just went. To the bushes. Like how far was that? Like 50 oh, feet? No, no About 30 feet from the house. 30 feet, okay. There's a road in front of our house you know, to get to our house, and it goes on down to a cul-de-sac, but we went over to the pepper bushes and mangrove trees you know, along the edge of the canal, and finally found that the only place we could go was across the canal to a two-story house that we took care of while the owners are up north and see if we could get up into the second level, you know. So you're hanging on at the pepper trees, yeah. and you spot the two-story house, and you think, that's where we need to try to get. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Exactly. I had um, picked my slacks up off the back of a door on our way out, and I had my purse in my right arm and my slacks <laughs> in my left arm. And uh, knowing we had to swim across the canal, and I was worried they had a, a chain-link fence, and my prayer was that I pray that we can get across the canal without getting hurt by the chain. Getting hung up in that exactly. fence. Yeah. Now, are y'all both pretty good swimmers? She swims much better than I do. <laughs> she did make it to the front corner of the house across the street. The two-story house you the were trying to get to. House. Okay. But I've, I slid to the left and wound up in more pepper bushes and mangroves. So you missed the house. Right. But she was holding on to the front corner of the house. And I handed over hand in the bushes until I got to an oak tree, because oak tree's a lot stronger than the pepper bush. And it was only about 30 feet angled over to where she was at. And she was waiting on me, but I knew if I let go, I'd go with the water, because it was just pushing through there. About, I don't know how fast it was. Yeah, yeah we wow. had the current, oh. we had three So you can waves. see her, but I can't you can see her. each other, but you just can't get to her. Mm -hmm. So you're just hanging on to that, that tree. Right, they limb. And finally, 
I turned one way to look and see what else was coming. There's just furniture of every kind coming down. And, mm. and believe it or not, here come our front door. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. one you couldn't open a long yeah. now. It's well, it actually pulled it out of the concrete, you know, where the hinge side is. And it, there it was, just going like a canoe right by. Oh, my goodness. And I turned back to look. Uh, Vicky's, you know, still waiting. And she was gone. Oh, and no. now for the next 18, 19 hours, we didn't know where each other was at. Okay, so pause there. He, you, you see him in the in the oak tree, and then all of a sudden, obviously something happens to you. What, could you not hold on any longer? Well, what happened, um, a life preserver, one of those white round ones, uh-huh. like on a boat, yeah. came and it was going past me. But at the last second, it turned and came right to me. Oh, wow. So I was able to get the life preserver with my purse arm, and at this point I had lost my pants. I don't know where they went. But she never lost her purse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I knew he couldn't swim to me, so I let go of the corner of the house and floated to the front of the house. And when you got in the leeward side of the house, there was no more waves, there was no more current. Much calmer. Exactly, because the wind was coming from our back. And I got to the front steps of, of that house, and I'm sitting on the steps, and I hear a voice that says, I'm coming to get you. And I looked left and right, and uh, then I just I looked up, and I said, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. And uh, it was a man from the house next door. He says, I'm a Marine, and I'm coming to get you. And uh, he swam in between the houses was the waves and the current and the wind. He swam through that and got a hold of me and took me back to his attic. Oh, wow. Where he had four dogs and girlfriend was there. and But I was safe. Right. Was so this all happened pretty quickly. So you're, like within just a minute or two, had found your way around to the other side of that house where it was calmer. Mm-hmm. That's when this gentleman sees you. And he obviously comes pretty quickly and is able to, to rescue you, get get you back to his house and into his attic. Exactly. Which was obviously the only place above, I guess, the water level. That yeah, the water was up to the bottom of his, um, where you go into the attic. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So we sat up there until the water started to go down. Okay, and so you're just praying that, that, that Alex is going to be... We know because of events that have happened prior to the storm that God is always in control. Amen. And we we knew, both of us knew that nothing bad had happened to us. And when I got into the house, they took care of me or into the attic. They put a shower curtain around me. And um and then when the water started going down, that he got us all down, put the dogs in a little wooden boat and um we, he had to carry me because I couldn't walk. I could barely talk yeah. at that time. And, um, had you ever met this person before? Because no. they weren't too far from where you live, obviously. No, he was right across the canal. But never, okay. Never met him. Yeah. But well, then uh, a, a couple in a big pickup truck, one of those tall pickup mm-hmm. trucks, came and picked me up and took us to the girlfriend's house where the water had already gotten out of her house. And I stayed there overnight till the next morning. Right. 
Okay, so Alex, you're you're still in the tree and you're all hanging this, on the branch in the tree, hanging on the branch, and all of a sudden your wife is gone. gone. So yes. what do you what, what's going through your mind at that point? Well, I said I'm not going to think of anything, but that she went around the corner. Uh, yeah, and which yeah. is what had happened, right? But I didn't know that because <laughs> and I you couldn't get there. <laughs> Before we get away from the man who came and saved her, how did he even see her head above the water? Yeah, how did he even know somebody was coming around the house? Yeah. That was another God thing in my mind. Mm -hmm. But I'm hanging there for several hours because I still want to get around and see what happened. So for several hours, yes, I stayed you're there. hanging on to that tree. But I began to get cold and chill and started shaking. And I knew I couldn't hold on much longer. And stuff was still a canoe, a kayak, the door. Everything just flew by, you know, yeah. with that water and wind. You got uh, and that wind blowing it pick up the particles of water and just blow them in your face you know? I don't think we kind of can get that full picture of what that was like because we had over 100 mile an hour winds mm -hmm. along with that that storm surge that rushing water and all the debris and all the stuff so yeah, it's, it was it's amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> for several hours to be hanging on, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, I knew I had to do something but see, I was still trying to get to my wife. Yeah. And then, you know, a uh, canoe come by, kayak come by, door come by, pieces of furniture, but they were just flying. I said, Lord, if you'll bring me something big enough for me to grab a hold of and close enough to me, I said, wherever it goes, I'll go with it. <laughs> and about that time, I looked, he'd come across the canal with something big wobbling in the water and just, just moving slowly. It was the side of a wooden shed. Hmm. And so not only did it get close, it come under me, and I had to get away from the nails, but I did grab onto it. And as soon as I let go of the branch, a piece come over me and said, now you're going the way I want you to go. Hmm. And so I don't know how many canals I went over. You know, the water was still rushing pretty good, but I felt grass under my feet, and I was in some guy's uh, pool cage, and I tried to, had to go through the dirty water in the pool because I couldn't stand up. And just crawled. So over. you ended up on that. How long was a, this raft ride? <laughs> I have no idea about a that. A couple of canals from where he started. Okay. I'm not sure. And all of a sudden now you're inside a, a somebody else's pool. Right. In their cage, Lanai. That, what's left of their what cage. Left, yeah, I'm sure. And just as I get to the glass door to see if anybody's home, the door opened. It was an elderly gentleman saying, It looks like you need some help. <laughs> I sure do. That's an understatement, <laughs> sir. So he had me up. I stayed with him that night and his son and brother, I think. And I'd like to know, but I can't remember his name or the street. But mm. So stayed there that night. And let me just say, 911 will not come out for any reason until the governor says they can do something. Yeah, in the middle of a storm right. like that. They I had, uh, lost my phone. He had a phone, but it wasn't a smartphone. And in this world today, if you don't have a phone, you can't do anything. Yeah. So uh, now, did he have much damage? Was he flooded? He in was his house? Just maybe eight to ten inches. Okay. You know, but uh, it had already started to go down by the, even though it was a slow moving storm, it, it it did eventually go down. So early that morning, you know, I got up and said, you know, thank you and the Lord will bless you for what you done for us, for me, and I had to go around the house because the front was blocked. And all that black silt mud from the river was everywhere. Mm -hmm. And here come another a pickup truck for me, which I didn't realize. And he had to turn around. And it was a 
close to a cul-de-sac. And he got back by, and I, was, I had on my dirty T-shirt, my Wrangler jeans, shorts, and socks. I had lost my shoes. Mm. And he stopped and says, where are you going? I said, I've got to go try and find my wife over here on Alameda Street. I drive. And he said, hop in. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Oh, wow. Another little, little thing from God. Yeah. yeah. So we rode around and, and uh, asked people and did run into the fireman. We'd run into a couple of deputies and gave them her description and what have you. And tried to go down to the, back to the house, to Riverside, but it was so muddy and too, so many trees in the way we couldn't make it. So they took me over to the shelter on uh, Ty Street, uh, Oak Oak Tree Middle School, something like that. They should have been busy, but they had lost power and water, so everybody had left except the, the workers that were there. So yeah. the nurses descended on me, and they wanted to. Uh, they never, you know, I was all cut up with my arms hanging out on them branches, you know, and uh, all that stuff getting there. Mm-hmm. So they. Uh, fixed me up they they didn't have any hot food because they didn't have any electricity so they gave me a banana and you know stuff for breakfast crunch bars and stuff and I they said do you have any idea I said no I lost my wallet lost my phone I have no way to tell you anything except my name is Alex Wells and so they I asked him I said you could probably call out of 28 phone calls my son my daughter her daughter you know uh, her sister uh, everybody, I said, but ask for Vicki Riley Swells. I said, that'll give both last names and maybe somebody will recognize her. So it didn't turn out that way. They made 28 phone calls hmm. and no one responded until about four hours later. Uh, I heard one of the nurses say, oh yeah, yeah, tell him, tell him. And I, they said, do you know a Patrick Riley? I said, no, I don't, I don't know a Patrick Riley, no. So they said, well, here, he said he knows you, and it was Pat, I always called him Pat, you know, so it didn't, yeah. I wasn't thinking too straight yeah. anyway. You had a good excuse. And uh, <laughs> he said, no, he said, I don't know where she's at, but she's okay, and now, you know, and she'll know that you're okay. You know, but that was about 18 hours uh, we before we knew that we knew he was okay. And she can tell you about who called Pat Riley was her ex-husband, and he never answers a call that he doesn't have. An unknown call, he never answers those. If he doesn't have the no. number, he doesn't. Re- and not only did he call back, but he picked it up. He was hours later that he picked it up, and his wife said that he, you had a phone call, and he started to delete it, and he said, maybe I should call that number. <laughs> and he did. And so, so you, I, so you went. Uh, really both of you are going, like you said, 18 hours from the time that you guys last saw each other hanging on a tree and hanging on a house to till knowing that at least that the other person was alive. Know, had, had gotten information that the other right. person was alive and, and was okay. Uh, what are some of the things that are going through your mind uh, during that time? Because, you know, I can't imagine. I think it's hard for a person that's been married or is married to think about what that would be like to be not just separated, but thinking the other person, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have no idea. I mean, it's this was a pretty, very, very serious situation you were both in. Well, she was pretty ill, but I can say for me, I said, God, I am going, I refuse to think anything that you, but that you have saved her also. 
And it turned out that was right it was. That's what his plan was, yeah. Well, now, when you say you were very, she was very ill, what? You know, I had been sick since yeah. Sunday. So to and go through something like this was just even more stress on you. Trauma. Yeah. We got out of this, the man's uh, attic, and uh, he had to carry me because I couldn't walk, could wow. barely talk. And he um, put it on Facebook the next morning, does anybody know Vicki Riley? And uh, a friend of ours had done this guy's lawn yard work a year ago, and they were still in contact on Facebook. So Steve came over and picked me up, and he says, where do you want to go? And so I said, I want to go to my sister's house in North Fort Myers, where that's where he took me. And her house had had two feet inside. Oh, goodness. Never had water before. Hmm. So she had no beds, no couches. And he says, you can't stay here. So he took me with him to his house. And uh, so there, then my sister knew I was okay. And because of Pat, my ex-husband knew that Alex was okay. They got their stories together and all of our kids knew we were both Both alive. Both alive, praise God. When you say what goes through your mind, I think we were just both grateful to be rescued, number one, by different people. And we were, when you start watching the news and you see all the people that died in this Mm -hmm. and lost, of course we lost everything, but they, um, we were just grateful because we know, we still know God is in control. Mm -hmm. So they, my sister and her husband, they came over and picked him up at the shelter and brought him to where I was, and um, so but that was a sweet reunion. <laughs> well, <laughs> we wound up taking her Friday. That that was Thursday. We got back together, and Friday we took her to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and that was an, another thing there because there's a line of cars in the emergency lane there. Oh, I'm sure. And here was a guy in a uniform, so, and some cars would leave, and this car would get to stay. Well, he came to our car and. He looked at Vicky and he says, I'll be right back with a wheelchair. Mm, they knew. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. That, yeah. was fr- yeah. that was Friday morning, and I was at, in the hospital till Saturday afternoon. Mm. And I, was, I was dehydrated. I was, you don't have food. What is that? Yeah, malnutrition. Mal- Malnourished, yeah. dehydrated, and sugar was going crazy. Yeah, my yeah. blood sugar was crazy. So it, they uh, put me in all kinds of IVs in the hospital. Okay, so you've lost everything uh but you're together and so now it's kind of the post post ian mm-hmm. rebuild what's next how how did the church how did uh your life group people here begin to to minister to you guys in the aftermath the first thing that they did was clothing shoes underwear it, it was amazing when everything because you'd lost everything absolutely absolutely everything. everything yeah and then um in our class they when they found out what happened uh, a couple that had had a house full of furniture and storage for several years said that we could have everything that they had in storage mm. and uh, i just said thank you but we have no place no place to put it <laughs> but the man that um, came and picked us up our friend uh gave us his uh, bedroom a walk-in closet and a bathroom. That was our little place for two and a half months. Mm. So we had a, a safe place, and he didn't get any water inside his house. Wow. He lived in Buckingham. Mm. 
we were we were happy about that. Oh, but the kids came and uh, found my phone under a pile of mud in the house, and it was still working. Hmm. So my daughter took it, put it in rice, and um, charged it with one of those flat charger things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at least I had my information from the phone. She had also found my uh, computer. computer and sent the hard drive to my son, who is a computer person, and he recovered everything that was on my... Oh, wow. On my Well, I do financial counseling, I do income taxes, and all that record was in, in that hard drive. Mm. So he recovered everything that was there. Wow. And since we... Uh, the church didn't know about us for a couple of days, you know. So uh, some of our friends from another church brought us some, you know, some clothes and stuff they uh, fed, right away. They fed us for several and days. for three or four days they fed us, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just godly people doing things God wants them to do. Yeah, know? yeah. And so staying with the guy, you know, we had uh, everything you need to survive, if you want to call it. And we did eventually in December purchase a, a new home or new to us, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, the people who had they had held the furniture for us. They held uh, it. Uh, you know our uh, Sunday school director gave us a whole bedroom of furniture. It was amazing that the outpouring, the outpouring of, of God's, God's love. Mm. Like one person said that your house is filled with love. Yeah. It is. Just everything on the walls came from friends and family. And you couldn't even ask for how well everything went together. Mm. <laughs> but the Lord knows yeah. how, how that works. McGregor not only uh, gave us the clothing and support, uh, we had, you know, you don't even want to go back to the, the house and see it. You don't want to look at it. You know? And uh, through a couple of people in our Sunday school class, they got to church uh, to say they'd send somebody over to help clean out the house, you know, with all the. It was just amazing the, the power that water has, you know, mm-hmm. being pushed by uh, high powered wind. And so we. Uh, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, these had oh, people that came. Yeah, and, but notwithstanding, the church, uh, McGregor gave us uh, money to help right off the bat. Mm. And then uh, we got the clothes, and then we got some gift cards from the church, and then we got some more monies from the church. So big help in a time of need, let me tell you that. Well, one. the church sent, they... they um, we're able to send the Word of Life kids, mm-hmm. and they came over and actually cleaned out the inside of the house. They were carrying concrete blocks, plasterboard. Getting all that stuff out of there. Yeah, and at the end, when they just got it out, the big truck came by with the claw to pick it all up. Perfect timing. That was ama- <laughs> That was God again. It was the yeah, Lord yeah. that just really took care of us. I, tr- I truly believe that God uses people whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. That's right. Share with our listeners, just uh, each of you, you know, what, what was one t- major takeaway for you as it relates to what God was teaching you through this entire process? I know one thing that we didn't realize till later. God's compassion, you know, the fear, there was no fear, there's no being afraid. 
hmm. the peace of God that passes all understanding. And we didn't realize that till all said and done. Hmm. But you know, yeah, so many people have mentioned, "Weren't you afraid?" And there was no fear hmm. from the start to the end of it. And yeah, I was sick. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but there was never fear. You know how you, when you get separated from your spouse and you think you're so afraid, and but we weren't. Yeah, the Lord gave you what you needed. He absolutely wow. did. And, and I just can't under or overstate how, how potentially traumatic what you went through should have been, mm-hmm. you know, because to be essentially flushed out of your house, <laughs> trying to make it to another house that's up higher, mm-hmm. getting separated, hanging on for hours, you know, not knowing where your spouse is for 18 hours, uh, being sick on top of all that, and mm-hmm. just, you know. And the uh, hospital and, taking me in. And the ho- all they, that took they were place. getting rid of people yeah. like crazy. <laughs> all that all that happened, and uh, and you see God's hand of, of protection through all of that, and Absolutely. His hand of, of guidance uh, through the whole thing and and what's what's neat is the 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 trust that you both had because while you would have thought and hoped and prayed that things would have worked out that you would have been back together even if it hadn't you mm-hmm. still were trusting in the lord amen that he was in control and you could still praise him and so thank you so much for taking time to to yeah. share your story and i know as much as it's encouraged me today it will encourage it will encourage our listeners as well uh just to hear uh your your faith not so much your story your story is amazing but it's the faith and trusting in the lord and seeing his hand through all of it that thank really you. makes the story amazing so, but for the grace of God, we would have died in the house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that wraps up uh, what will be our final episode of season three of Here at Home. And thank you for being our guest on our very final episode of season three. And so, thank you, Alex and Vicky, and thank you to our listeners for your faithful listening. And, uh, and we'll uh, continue to, you know, make. Uh, more podcast in the future but for this year we're going to wrap up this round of here at home this season of here at home and thanks again for listening and we'll see you back next year on here at home <laughs>